The following podcast contains discussion around mental health, depression and anxiety and may not be suitable for some listeners. Hello tea sippers, I'm Steph and I'm Tamar. Welcome to Au Pair Tea, where we spill all the tea on Au Pair Life. So sit back with your best cuppa and let's dive in. Welcome back to episode six of Au Pair Tea, the podcast. How have we done six episodes already? I know, literally so crazy, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it too. I'm really enjoying it. And um, my horse mum started recently listening to the podcast. So Julia, yeah. shout out to you. Hi, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are talking about um just basically all the all the things that are going on we've touched base on this on our instagram page the coronavirus uh lockdown the travel bans the visa bans and just kind of a basis of mental health because it's something very personal to both of us we've like i said we've touched basis of it on our instagram page but i think this is a good platform to actually have a discussion about it and be able to talk about it in depth yeah agreed i mean I think people have gotten a lot better about speaking about mental health, especially in the last few years where lots of charities have have kind of appeared and lots of celebrities are doing endorsements and things like that. But I still Mm -hmm. think it's something that affects people and a lot of people have kind of like shame. And I think within the au pair community as well, I think it's something that people don't talk about because a lot of the times I'm, I always think, oh, au pairing is made out to be this happy thing where every single day is perfect and yeah don't get me wrong there are going to be some amazing days but I think it's really important to acknowledge that not every day is going to be perfect so if you can prepare yourself for those days then you know you you'll kind of be able to deal with it um a a lot better yeah definitely and I think especially with everything that's been going on and is still going on it's a really hard time for a lot of au pairs um in the united states and outside of the united states waiting to get there Mm. and not just the united states but also other countries have been affected by the coronavirus as well so it kind of affecting everyone um and we just want to know we just want you guys to know that we are totally open about mental health we are here if you need to talk to somebody um anytime just dm us and we will be so open to talking to you and hope that we will be able to help you in some way um and we hope that us talking about it openly here will help you to maybe come to terms with talking about it as well yeah and we are in no means you know we're not professionals we're not qualified no. anything like that so if there is something that's genuinely kind of worrying you or is having an impact please obviously seek some help maybe go and see your doctor yeah. go and see a counselor or a therapist but we are here to kind of get the dialogue going but we feel it's not there enough so yeah we're just here to get some dialogue going we're here to chat whenever mm-hmm. people need to but of course if it's something you know really serious and it's really really you know something you're struggling with please go and seek some actual professional medical help because we are not doctors yeah, just, yeah we're just talking from personal experience and everything we say is just our opinions our views and our own experiences so yeah don't take anything we say literal and professionally um but yeah T why don't you kick off and talk about kind of what's been going on the last few months um well Steph um if you hadn't noticed there's a global <laughs> pandemic um, <laughs> yeah so yeah <laughs> I mean yeah it's been uh it's been horrible 
it's it's crazy. been wild and crazy. I think I remember because um, obviously around Christmas time we all heard about this whole you know pandemic. Well, we heard about this whole mm-hmm. virus in China and Wuhan and things like that, and there was things happening in the wet market. And I remember I was in London on um, at the very very end of February for an event that I was working at. And literally a couple of weeks after that is when everything was starting to shut down. And I remember talking to some people who I was in London with and they were like, yeah, it's yeah, it's not going to happen to the UK. We'll shut it down before anything happens. And I think that was the kind of attitude that a lot of people had, like, oh, it's just going yeah. to happen in China and it's, it's going to disappear. And then when it finally came to the UK, we were all like, like, oh, crumbs, what, what do we do? Like, I think the first couple of maybe weeks or maybe even the first month of lockdown, I think everyone took it as a bit of a novelty. I, I mean, people still aren't taking it seriously now, but at the very beginning, it was like, it's not that serious. It's just a really bad cold. It's just the flu. And I think yeah. now that, you know, cases are getting worse. I think the UK is getting ready for a second wave. I think it's just really, really, really getting to that point where we're kind of at crisis and all these rules have changed. And, you know, fair enough, some countries have handled it a lot better than the UK. Um, you know, I don't Definitely. entirely agree with the way that we've run it, but we're not we're not a political <laughs> channel, so we're not going to. Um, but yeah, since lockdown, we've been in lockdown since March, I think. I mean, I don't yeah. know what day it is anymore. Yeah, I mean, I my last day at my job and the first day I went into lockdown was the twenty third of March. Oh my god, is it that been that long? I don't even know where I honestly cannot believe we are in august it's i know away yeah it's crazy absolutely crazy we're halfway through 2020 already like (laughs) and nothing's happened nothing's happened it's such a waste of a year and you know everyone's talking about after this pandemic is kind of over i mean i think it will always kind of be there Mm. um but we're gonna have to go into the new normal and i think that alone is going to be so hard for people Mm. and I know one thing for me I was so scared about kind of getting back to normal life because I was so we were so alienated from it we were like what is normal life anymore yeah <laughs> so th- that was really scary for me personally I think that 2020 is going to be definitely a huge chapter in the history books I mean it might have its own flipping book you know what I mean there's just yeah so much that's going on and so much is is happening I remember reading an article the other day that my friend sent me where they were um they'd uncovered this artifact in in Egypt like a mummy thing and people were like this is not the year to be messing with mummies because you're just going to curse the entire earth and I was thinking that actually is going to happen um but yeah so as people know obviously countries have been in lockdown um in you know pretty much everyone has experienced some kind of lockdown some countries are absolutely on it like New Zealand you know were bang on they did everything straight away and they're amazing Um, But obviously, the lockdown has meant that the US have kind of closed things down. They've stopped doing things. We've had this presidential proclamation in place. So it might be good, Steph, if you just kind of briefly talk us through what the proclamation even is, what has Trump even said, what is happening (laughs) with our programme? God, Okay. well, that is a lengthy subject. So I'm just (laughs) going to try and shorten it as much as I possibly can. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so at the very beginning of all this kind of thing, Trump kind of shut the country down straight away um, to everybody. He just shut the whole country down. Um, And then sort of the end of April, I'd say, he kind of said, "Okay, we can open back up. But if you've been in 
the UK or the Skanjan area, China. Um, and I think he's now added Brazil to that list. Um, within 14 days before you enter the USA, you cannot come into the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what he's calling, we're calling the travel ban. Um, it's it's being given a lot of different names, but for this purpose, we're going to call it the travel ban. Um, and then at the end of June, he just added to that and he added in the visa ban where he said, you know, you can't get these types of visas. So there was a whole bunch of visas under that um, proclamation. A lot of them are cultural exchange kind of things um and immigration um because he's a racist <laughs> person um and <laughs> j1 visas for au pairs are included in that ban as well and i think everyone was shocked that au pairs were included in that we were told for weeks beforehand au pairs are not going to be included no way will they ban au pairs but he did and i think it blew everyone away we were not expecting it um and so that has obviously put a massive halt on the au pair program i mean the travel ban alone was a massive thing um where people couldn't travel into the country but then on top of that now we've got the visa ban so you know people can't get visas to even get into the country so it's a massively scary thing and i know people that have had to drop out of the program because of it because you know they can't wait until january which is when the proclamation is going to end we think we hope we think yeah i mean it could end earlier but it all kind of depends on how things happen between now and then Mm. um but people have dropped out because you know it's uncertainty and they can't kind of just sit and wait on it for for much longer so it's really sad and it's put a lot of people into kind of a negative space yeah and i think um obviously before we kind of get into the mental health impact i just think one really important point is that Obviously, our agency is cultural care, but there are obviously many other agencies like Au Pair in America and Au Pair Care. Um, I just kind of wanted to give a bit of a shout out to cultural care who have been absolutely phenomenal because I remember when this came out, it came out very late in the UK. I think it was about 11 o'clock at night. And we've said this before, like we've kind of told the story, but I just remember messaging Steph and, you know, capital letters. I had an actual panic attack that night because everything Mm -hmm. just kind of happened. And I just remember the morning after about it was about 8 30 and I remember um or just before nine my coordinator calling me and I was in tears down the phone to her and she I just I could feel it in her voice and I could hear it she was good and you know she said, said as well cultural care and every other agency have been completely blindsided because like Steph just you know like you just said we were told for weeks up until we heard it was a rumor that he was going to ban it. And so we were like, is this happening? Yeah. And cultural care was told by the department of state. No, no, no. Au pairs are fine. It doesn't make sense to ban au pairs because they don't take American jobs. They make sure Americans can go to their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so literally from that, that, that moment that it happened, I mean, it was, it was tough being in lockdown already, but when you are waiting for something and hoping for something and that is your light at the end of the tunnel and it feels yeah. like that gets taken away from you, that was a horrible moment for me personally. I just remember crying. Mm-hmm. I didn't cry so much. I didn't I didn't do any work. I, I messaged my friend and my boss and I was like, I'm really sorry, but I can't really work for the next day or two. And it sounds really silly, but it had a huge impact on me because this is something yeah. that we've just... Steph and I have both been waiting for longer than any normal or pair does. And so for it to just go, I was just like, what do I do with my life now? I've just wasted like a year and a half. Yeah. And I think it's the the hardest thing is kind of 
not knowing yeah. when it's gonna end if it's gonna end like do I for me personally I was sat there like do I get a new job here in the UK do I go out and get a car because I, I gave up my car I gave up my job ready to go to America mm-hmm. um, so I was sat there kind of like I have no idea when I'm gonna go when this is gonna end so I don't know if I should like sit here continue with my life being paused and wait or shall I you know get a job and carry on yeah it was really really difficult and it was really getting me down um and it was getting to the point where um I was like should I just drop out the program and just save up to go traveling and get a job here like it was really taking a toll mentally yeah and I think that that's a fair thing to say as well I just think that it's I think people, I don't think people understand how big an impact this can have because some people might be like, oh, it's, you know, you're only going abroad for a year or two. It's not like this is your entire life. Well, do you know what? It's a huge thing because we both left our jobs. We both made preparations. We both, you know, got rid of our cars for this. We've both been waiting a lot Mm -hmm. longer. We've both been through medical things. It's just, it's a huge thing. And the buildup really, really, it gets you really excited. And then for it to be seemingly taken away, it has a massive impact and I don't think people appreciate yeah. it and I I understand that this virus is horrible and there are so many things going on in this world right now that are a lot worse than the situation that Steph and I are in but it's personal to us and I remember Steph having a really bad day mm-hmm. and I'm sure she won't mind saying because I put it on our Instagram I remember mm-hmm. you had a really bad night a couple of weeks ago and it was like what mm-hmm. am I doing am I wasting my life what the hell am I waiting for and I just remember saying, like, yes, there's shit going on in other people's lives, but it doesn't mean that the shit going on in your life isn't valid, because it is. And I think you're yeah. allowed to feel shit about things in your life that are shit. And we're going to keep saying shit, because things are shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are massive. We are both, like, massive advocates of the fact that you are allowed to feel what is important to you, whether that's negative or whether that's positive. Yeah. You can feel however the hell you want about whatever the hell you want and nobody can judge you for that because every feeling you are feeling that's personal to you is valid Mm -hmm. and I actually posted one of my quotes the other day was um about you know getting feeling about things that are important to you um and we will always preach that because it's so important because I think a lot of people uh, like put their emotions deep down and they hide them and they don't let them out because they're afraid of being judged or like oh people are worse off than me yeah people are worse off than you but that doesn't make your feelings or your problems any less important yeah it's it's personal to everybody and it still affects you and I think that every when I talk about mental health I think everybody has mental health good or bad and everything Mm -hmm. you do pretty much will will impact it in some way and I think that with au pairs as well it's not talked about enough I've seen barely anything about mental health and au pairs as a topic together and I'm not sure why that is no I know and it's a massive thing because that becoming an au pair has such an effect on mental health I mean it's terrifying leaving your home country and going somewhere completely new and living in that in a brand new culture and you have the culture shock and everything like that homesickness all that kind of thing also mixed in with all the positive mental health which is like excitement and like independence and all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. it's a massive thing and I think it should be talked about a lot more because there are so many emotions that people have to deal with when becoming an yeah um so if we kind of just go through maybe 
you know, lockdown and how, how have you been feeling generally in lockdown, mm. Steph? Um, I mean, it's really difficult because I have um, a bad mental health past. Um, I don't I don't mind talking about it. I'm not ashamed of it at all. Um, back in 2009, I had really severe diagnosed depression and anxiety. I was homeschooled. I couldn't leave my house. Um, when I did leave my house, it, I couldn't go without my mum. And it was only to my counselling sessions. And that was it. I would not leave my house any other time. Um, and it was really difficult. And I came out of that, I went to counselling and I went back to school and I did my GCSEs and I went to college and now here I am, you know, I've come out of it in a massive way. Um, but that kind of, once you suffer from that, it's kind of always mm-hmm. there. It doesn't kind of just go away. It's not cured. Yeah. But, you know, I can deal with it a million times better than I could back then. It doesn't kind of get to me as much anymore. But like, I, like I've said before, and I, and I said to T, you know some days I'll have good days some days I'll have bad days and that's not a regular thing but during lockdown I was in like waves of like good and bad good and bad good and bad and like some days I'll just be like right this is it I'm like so completely devastated by all of this I can't do it anymore um and then some days I was so positive like everyone knows me for being completely positive and never looking on the negative side of anything um but yeah, it's been really difficult. I felt lonely. I obviously haven't seen my haven't seen my friends for ages, and I think we've grown apart, especially with me not going back to my job. Um, and it was yeah, really difficult. I didn't think I was going to be able to say goodbye to my family and friends before I left because, you know, we were in lockdown, so I thought I would just kind of get the call and have to go, and I wouldn't be able to go and see my family first. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's difficult, and I think working and going out and doing stuff is what distracts you from those negative thoughts in the back of your mind because you I'm just sat here doing nothing those negative thoughts yeah but you know I'm coming out my kind of really bad phase and say that you know I do suffer with the slight anxiety problems um mainly OCD at the moment is kind of really bad since lockdown began mm-hmm. um but yeah it's um it's hard, but I've, I I knew that I, I had someone to speak to whenever I had a bad day. I mean, like T just said, I messaged her and I was like, yeah, I'm having a bad day. And I just ranted out all of my problems <laughs> and all my feelings. And um, T was great and sent a really nice response back and it made me feel loads better. So I think talking to people really helps. I know it's really difficult to do, but it really helps. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's obviously like amazing that you feel that you're in that kind of space where you can talk about it comfortably and you're not ashamed Mm -hmm. and I think there's a lot of mental health shaming going on but hopefully with conversations and dialogues it's getting I do think it's getting better but I still think I mean like we've said mental health is absolutely terrifying to talk about because nobody wants to be that person with an issue like nobody wants to be the sad person in their group but people need to accept that every every single person on this planet has a good day or a bad day regardless mm-hmm. of whether you've got something diagnosed or not just some people yeah. feel it worse than others um and so like for me I think it's been obviously lockdown's been difficult um it's been difficult for everybody like gosh I mean nobody expects to be basically locked in their house for months on end um working from home's been difficult having to adapt to the way that I did things so when I started lockdown um, I was still teaching my drama kids and it was really difficult trying to 
it's really hard to teach drama via webcam because there's so <laughs> many things I can't do. Like I can't get yeah. to do group work. We can't do, you know, certain, I try to do performances and things. It's so difficult. Yeah. But on the plus side of that, me and my, and the company I worked with and the kids came up with some really great things to do. And I found myself looking forward to my Thursday sessions with my kids. I looked yeah. forward to them anyway when I was with them physically. But it was a nice little pick-me-up. And it was nice for me to look at their faces and be like, hey, guys, how's your week been? Um, but I think what's been really, really difficult is not seeing my best friend and not seeing my dad. Um, I didn't oh. see my dad for, like, I think it was about three months or something. Because I saw him a few weeks before lockdown. And then I I couldn't see him. And a lot of people were in that situation. And it, it was really, really hard. Because me and my dad love a cuddle. Um oh. And so, yeah, it was, I mean, FaceTime is, you know, I'm glad we didn't go through this lockdown, like, you know, years and years earlier, obviously, yeah. if we were older or something. Imagine if we were in the 80s or something. Oh, my God. It yeah, was no. awful. So, yeah, FaceTime and technology, the timing was a lot better than what it could have been, I think, what we're saying. Um, but, yeah, I think a FaceTime is great, but it's not the same as an actual hug. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think the physicality is what I've missed, just being physical and just holding someone's hand, giving someone a hug um, and just having that kind of physical spacing has been hard. Um, but yeah, I think from lockdown, there have been some positives. And I think people have definitely reevaluated re the way that they connect with people. And I think people are appreciating spending time with their loved ones a lot more now as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think people are open to saying yes to a lot more things because of everything they've missed out on mm -hmm. the last few months. So like, I am so excited to go and do and have loads of adventures and stuff and I definitely will not be saying no to most things anymore <laughs> um, and also I think um, that what you were saying about FaceTime has really helped and social media like I've said this before but OPERT was started during lockdown mm -hmm. and it's really helped me to get through it and it's been amazing Mm, I agree I love our little community and we always we always hype it up and stuff but I love the little community we've got and the people that we talk to and I love seeing people's updates and I was looking actually um I think it was about two days ago I was just scrolling to the bottom of our kind of pictures and our posts and being like we've come so far we only yeah. started in the end of May and we've come so far already and you know we've got lives and we've done giveaways and we've you know pictures and updates and we've got people that we've met like you know like Christy and Delia and everybody else and they're just they're just amazing and it's yeah. lovely to see and it's it's a nice connection to have because people understand so yeah I'm someone that always talks about you know not getting upset and worried about things you can't control um I always am somebody that looks for the positive in any negative situation and I won't think about the negative until that negative is kind of fully come to light and is actually a thing to worry about and I think that's the mindset that you have to train yourself to be in because mm -hmm. it's so easy to worry about the what ifs but you have to think about the positive outcome and not let the what ifs take over because you know they might not even happen so you're worrying about it and getting all anxious about it when you know it's not even a thing yet and I know that's easier said than done but I have trained my mind to kind of push the negatives back and think of the positives first until I need to think of the negative things. Yeah. I think sometimes, especially when I was like, you know, younger, I mean, I'm not old now, but when I was younger, I used to be 
quite like, oh, this is the end of the world. And sometimes yeah. I do have those moments where I kind of, my mum says I, I have a bit of a flap and I kind of, you know, sometimes I panic and stuff. But I think I'm a lot better now, especially since lockdown of not being such, you know, a, a catastrophist and being like, okay, well, how could I, if, if I, if I can't fix it, then why am I worrying about it is kind of my thought. Yeah. So my drama teacher, who is a very, very good friend of mine and we've known each other for many years, she um taught me something that her drama teacher taught her so I was having this massive flap in rehearsals in like year 11 and you know nothing was going right and I just remember going into the corner having a bit of a sulk to myself and she came over and she was like right tell me what's wrong and so I blurted it all out and she went okay stop there and she went I'm gonna ask you a question I was like and this is me like in tears snotty like and she was like how do you eat an elephant and I was like I don't know what are you asking me that for and she was like how do you eat an elephant and I said I don't know and she said piece by piece and that has honestly stayed with me for so many years now and I've passed it on to my drama kids and the students that I used to teach I was like you know every problem has a size and it, it, it depends the size depends on how you feel about it but it doesn't matter because you can't take it on all at once you have to take it bit by bit and only fix the things you can fix and if you can't fix certain things, either ignore it or go find somebody who can fix it. Like, get your own Bob the Builder or something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we just want to go through a few things that we've done during this time that have helped mm-hmm. us with our mental health. Um, I think, obviously, doing, doing this page has really helped me. Um, I've said that already, but... Um, it's really helped me kind of keep uh, an open mind and a a positive mind on the whole situation and being able to do lives and talk to other au pairs that are going through the same thing like I said it's been so helpful for me Mm -hmm. I think talking to people is so important and I'm a I'm a massive believer that just confiding so even if you don't want to talk to someone just do a voice recording just as if you're talking to someone and listen to it back or write down what you're feeling really helps Mm -hmm. just getting those feelings out I agree I think talking is so massively underrated so I'm kind of the same in one of the ways that I've dealt with it I speak to my best friend all the time who is just absolute light of my life she's absolutely amazing and uh, I just feel so lucky I feel really lucky to have some incredible incredible friends so I've got like Steph I can talk to you which is great especially with all pair stuff that nobody understands and only you do so yeah. it's usually like in capital letters at two o'clock in the morning but it's <laughs> it's like <laughs> Steph what's going on um so like you I talk to you I talk to other certain friends um people online as well so and I know that I have plugged Anne with an E before and this is very serious but I how like I'm I'm part of the online community on Twitter and there's like a select group of us and we've got a little group chat and we have like in jokes and things but there are times when I've been like I just want to have a chat with somebody that I don't know super personally and don't really know in real yeah. life and like I text a few of them we've got like a little Instagram group, group chat and they are so amazing it just sometimes you don't want advice you just want to get it out and then move on and I think it's important to have those facilities to do that and have the places where you feel you can just then and I am totally fine with going to somebody now and being like do you know what I'm having a really shit day and I don't know what to do yeah. and I don't really want to talk about it but I just need to get it out and I think talking mm-hmm. therapies is why is I think that's why doctors offer talking therapy so much is because they really yeah. do a lot of good and I think people don't appreciate how helpful they can be but that's just one thing that we do isn't it we we talk yeah and I mean I think 
it's scary to talk to someone mm-hmm. um and i think counseling has that stigma behind it of you know they're not understanding so they're not they're not helpful but they're there to kind of rejig your thoughts and change your mindset they're kind of not, they're not there to necessarily understand what you're going through they're there to help you change your train of your train of mm-hmm. thought and for me it got me out of my really bad phase and it really helped me um but you have to be open to it and you have to be 100% in it for it to to work and it's really difficult to get to that that's that stage to, to want to talk to someone that's completely fine do it in your own time don't force it um but i i think both of us are just really advocating the fact that talking helps and like i said sometimes it's bad like you said sometimes it's better to talk to someone you don't know personally yeah it's it's nice i definitely do agree that there's a stigma and but i do think things are getting better and there's loads of different mm-hmm. mental health campaigns but other things that have helped i mean i know everyone's joking that you know everyone's just binging netflix now but there are some really really great things on netflix i mean even if you don't watch something that's you know um you know thought provoking and it's just something sometimes me and my friends will go on netflix party and i'll say i want to watch something that doesn't take any brain power i just want something on in the background um just to relax and even if you're not there physically with with somebody it's nice to have that connection and you can have a chat so like you and I like to watch a film every now and then and it's a nice way to connect with people so I think watching things can help as well especially if it's something that is familiar to you or something that you kind of feel it sounds silly to say you feel safe with it but if you put Shrek on I'm perfectly happy (laughs) literally yes um but it, it takes your mind away like it distracts you from the the thoughts you're having and stuff so that's a good point and another thing I've been doing I've been doing so much of this during lockdown and I think it has become kind of a thing since lockdown is Mm self-love and kind of pampering yourself and caring for yourself (laughs) treat yourself yeah literally so every single Sunday I have self-care Sundays and I will do the full hog I'll have like a bubble bath do a face mask a hair mask like just proper care for my body and my mind. I'll listen to an audiobook or a podcast and I will just fully chill out. I'll eat food that makes me happy. I'll watch things that make me happy. I'll listen to things that make me happy. Go out for a walk. Just do wholesome things that are good for the mind, the soul, the body. (laughs) (laughs) And it really has helped through lockdown. A, it keeps me entertained, but B, it just kind of brings me back down to earth and makes me think, okay, actually... I am grateful for the fact that I am here and I have amazing friends and I'm about to embark on an amazing adventure at the end of this. Mm-hmm. So it kind of is a really good thing. Yeah. And it's a positive thing to do. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, there's nothing better than having a nice little face mask. Oh, oh yeah, we love do it. Also, it's good for the Good for the skin. <laughs> good for the skin. Stand the clear skin. Um, I yeah. like that as well. I really enjoy that. Um, one thing that I've done is I've started using the Headspace app a lot more. I mean, I've had it for a while and, you know, I'll, I'll readily admit that I didn't use it every day and I didn't always use it when I needed it and I was never in a great routine with it. But I like to try and get something done once a day and it kind of keeps track of your days. And the guy who does it has got so, such a calming voice. And during lockdown, I kind of felt the need. I think it was actually around the time of the proclamation when I was like, this is I need something because I remember ringing my friend in America literally during the night because obviously she was like seven eight hours behind me 
having a you know big old panic attack being like panicking and not knowing what to do and she literally started she was like I'm gonna ask you some silly questions I was like okay and this is me like breathing down the floor like what do I do and she was you know asking me to do my nine times table and just asking me like what color is the sky and just simple things to get my mind back to where it needed to be where I could think a bit more clearly and then I was like what did you do are you a wizard and she was like you know she's dealt with people like that before and it after that like the day after I was like I'm gonna get back into into the headspace app and I'm going to start making a bit more of an effort to look after my mental health because you know people in my family suffer with mental health and like they've got things that are diagnosed and it's not something that I you know am actively super worried about you know getting anything because you know it's not it's not the end of the world because everyone's got mental health but it is something that I am acutely aware of and something that I want to kind of you know be prepared for or stave off as much as possible so yeah headspace is a great great thing and i you know we're not sponsored by headspace or any of the things we're going to mention but headspace massive shout out because they gave away a year's free subscription to people in the uk and the us who are unemployed so um i'm not sure if the offer is still on but that was a massive thing for them um which i thought was incredible um yeah yeah yeah, I remember, I think it was the, the, just after the proclamation came out and I think we were, we were either on a voice call or a video call and you were like, right, I'm going to go and use my Headspace app because I just need to calm mm-hmm. down and like have a moment. And I was like, okay, that's good. And I think it's good that you have that kind of platform that you go to to help you calm down. I think it's a really good yeah. one. And also, like during this lockdown, especially kind of near the end, sort of like quite recently, I had just so I had trouble sleeping I think T you remember me saying I hadn't slept for like four or five yeah. days um and it was really bad like I was awake 24 hours a day I literally was getting no sleep and I, I used calm the calm app a few times which is similar to headspace but I think it's more aimed at kind of relaxing you meditation mm-hmm. and getting you to yeah. sleep so I would just listen to like rain noises or um other they, I don't know, they've got loads of sounds on there that just help you relax um so a weird thing for me which makes me sound like a two-year-old but lullabies and just piano music <laughs> really calm me down I love piano and classical music honestly I yeah bring it back classical music is cool guys let's accept that literally it calms me down so much it's such a nice it's soothing form of music I love it mm. yeah so I would just pop a, like a lullaby on or some piano music and I just lay there and it would really help me relax so even even though I wasn't sleeping I was relaxing mm-hmm. and just kind of being able to think in the now not the kind of oh my god I'm stressing about everything yeah. <laughs> um meditation was good as well I kind of got into meditation a bit recently which really helped my mind as well oh that's nice I like calm but it's just I mean it makes you feel calm yeah I think it's more if I'm really struggling to sleep I'll go on to YouTube and I'll listen to some um ASMR or I'll just listen to some music that doesn't have lyrics it's just literally just the sound um yeah it's it's just something to kind of help you get your breathing into like a nice relaxed pattern and something to kind of yeah make you stop thinking oh my god what have I done with my life kind of kind of thing. <laughs> yeah it's taken off feel calm hasn't it I think calm's the one where all the celebrities are like doing yeah. bedtime stories <laughs> I mean Harry Styles has got one on there so it's an absolute treat oh. listening to that before I go to bed <laughs> I like the Stephen Fry one because he's just got such an amazing voice <laughs> He he reads the Harry Potter audiobooks and honestly his voice just 
is the one, isn't it? It's great. He's a great storyteller. Just like I love him so much. I think he's amazing. He's incredible. Um, so yeah, we've got Headspace. We've got Calm. What else have we been doing? Um, going out for walks has been a massive thing for me. Like finding new routes and new places and amazing like nature I've become at one with nature since lockdown honestly (laughs) like I never really used to go out and just walk but now I go on like the longest walks and I have the best time just listening to the sounds and looking at the trees which sounds really weird but it's so calming and just to be on in your own company for a bit and just in such beautiful places mm. is I, I've loved it and I, I li- again I listen to audiobooks and podcasts as I walk and just it just takes my mind away for a bit and it's really relaxing yeah I think we've been very lucky with some of the weather we've had in lockdown I mean everyone says that it's typical as soon as we go into lockdown we can't go anywhere that the sun is out and it's shining and it's hot and I'm extremely mm-hmm. lucky that I've got like a lot of nature behind my house and I've got lots of kind of nature spots and parks and things um and I've got a very silly dog so you know walking, <laughs> so that's what we have to do um so yeah I mean I mean like I said we've got like a little lake and a very kind of massive I don't even know what you'd call it it's just this huge field that just keeps going on and on and on that we take the dog's um across in the day um but sometimes um like last week we drove i think it was about 20 20 minutes away and it's a lovely park near me and it's called preston park and it's got like a huge forest behind it um so that was it's so like oh the scenery is just incredible and every time i go i just take pictures but i always take pictures at the same place (laughs) it's so beautiful and i love it and I put it on my Instagram before, but I mean, my dog went swimming and I couldn't get her out. Um, so my mum had to help her because I had my arm in a sling at the, at the time. Um, but yeah, it's nice to be able to just spend time with the dog and kind of use the dog as an, as an excuse to go out, really. Because I think sometimes yeah. people are kind of afraid of, you know, going and walking and just being with themselves for a bit. Because I think people don't like to be alone with their thoughts. But I use the dog as an excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really nice, and I wish I, I wish I had a dog to walk, but I just go out on my own. I walk myself. <laughs> I walk myself. <laughs> um, so now moving on, kind of relating back to what we said about talking and seeking help. I think it's really important, and there are a whole bunch of charities out there um, and organisations that are there to support you with with anything you need supporting with whether it's a tiny crisis you're going through or a massive crisis you're going through they are there to help you so we've been doing a bit of research and we're gonna just list off a few cool charities that we have found that are really awesome and do amazing work and then one in particular we have done research into and I've heard a lot about and one of my friends has actually used um, we're going to discuss a bit about that at the end um so the first one I found was Think Twice that's a really cool organization and I think it works um alongside a lot of other smaller organizations as well so there's a lot of support there available um T do you want to say one um well this one is one of my favorites and one that's gathered a lot of attention in the media recently is Heads Together which is kind of fronted by the the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and they have been like they are such amazing role models they really really are and they've been working with celebrities and schools and um, communities to just kind of 
first of all, get talking and, you know, start making waves within mental health. And so Heads Together is an amazing charity and one that I definitely think people should be checking out if it's something that they're interested in. Yeah, and obviously we have a lot of, well, um, international followers, so people all around the world. Um, so a lot of these charities are UK-based, but the United for Global Mental Health is an organisation that helps um, connect people to organisations all over the world. Um, and also, I believe Together and Mental Health Foundation also do that mm-hmm. as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and we've also got the one that everybody knows, which is the Samaritans, um, and you know they've got you know helplines that you can just call and just chat with and I think they sometimes work with um the crisis team which is um so for people who are under kind of mental health observation there are these people called the crisis team where if there was you know at some point where you thought you were going to snap or you were going to have a break or something and you really needed help in an emergency and there was nobody there you could call the crisis team and they could get you the help that you needed but the Samaritans are amazing and they're a free service I mean they all really they are they are all free really um, yeah. yeah the Samaritans is one that's very very well known around the world yeah definitely and um, one that um, I came across um, obviously some mental health issues can get really severe and can lead to awful things um, so there is a charity called SOS which stands for silent of suicide <clears throat> so if you or um, you know anybody that um, suffers with those kind of thoughts um, that's a really important one um, as well because those thoughts are just honestly awful and so so hard to to get out of so mm-hmm. SOS are a great charity to help you through those thoughts and through that time um, yeah. yeah and of course as you know we're going to be working with children and we, we were children once um, there are some great resources and places for kids to go because I think a lot of the time I mean first of all mm-hmm. mental health is scary for anybody as, as we've said a lot of times um but for a child, it can be especially hard to kind of understand what is even going on in their head and how to seek this support. So, you know, in the UK, we've, we've got Childline and Childline is incredible. And, you know, they, they, they don't mm-hmm. just talk about mental health, but they talk about like abuse and neglect and bullying and things like that. Um, but they're great to be able to find some support and kind of suggest things that children can do. And I think as an au pair, it's I think as well as looking after the children, fair enough, you know, the parents are always going to be there as, you know, a backup for us. But I think it's it's really, I'm trying to think of the word, I think it's kind of our responsibility to make sure that we are informed of obviously knowing what to do if there's a medical emergency, like, oh, one of them's fallen over and broken their arm or they've cut their knee or something. You know, we know how to patch them up, you know, take to the hospital, put a plaster on it or whatever it's needed. But I think, you know, if your horse kid comes to you and says, I'm having a bad day and I don't want to talk to mum or dad about mm. it. Can you help me? I think that's something that is scary for an old pair if they're not prepared. Yeah. And obviously I would I would never keep anything from my horse parents because at the end of the day, these are their children. Um, but I think if a child trusted you enough to come and speak to you about something, I think it's it's your duty and your responsibility to at least be able to kind of help them make sense of it and help them understand it so I think if you can prepare yourself for that especially being an au pair you you just it's just something that you should do I think I think it's not talked about at all oh definitely oh definitely and I think that's um majorly important especially if you have older host Mm -hmm. kids like 10 plus um into teenagers because that is the sort of bracket of you know they're going through puberty they're going through a lot of change in their life and that can cause massive mental health issues um and it's super scary for for the kids like you said so for us to be their support 
you know we need to have the resources available to help us as well because obviously <laughs> we're not we're not professionals like we've said in the beginning um young minds is another um ch- uh, young people based charity and organization that helps children and young people suffering with mental health issues um and another thing is citizens advice bureau they are everywhere especially over the uk i'm not sure in um, other countries but over the uk there are citizens advice bureaus everywhere and they are good for anything <laughs> like not just mental health but anything like i was um searching for a job and i went there for some advice on like interview tips and everything they're so helpful and they have someone there that can just chat with you about anything and give you um, contacts to places that can help you um, they can help you find counsellors in your area if you don't know where to go for that so they're a great great place yeah and that kind of links in with um, BSCP and they're a great place where you can actually go and find a counsellor or a therapist in your area because I don't think anyone really knows where to where to look really I mean sometimes you know yeah. you go to your doctor and they'll refer you but I mean if you needed a counsellor or a therapist quite quickly what would you even do apart from mm-hmm. google therapist in and around me um, yeah <laughs> it's hard and also and also when you get to a certain age, I think they tend not to want to refer you and they want you to go privately mm. and you have to pay. Um, so, you know, to find a, a good counsellor in your area is really important. So having those places available that can give you advice and send you in the right direction is always good. Yeah. Um, but the main charity, I think you would have heard of this. Celebrities advocate this and, and talk about this charity all the time. And it's something that I went on to when I was really low and I just read through other people's stories. And my friends actually spoke to somebody um, in a local um, in a local um, setup that they had going on. And that is the charity called Mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a super amazing charity. They do amazing work. Um, they basically just give you support and just are somebody to lean on if you're having a small crisis or a large crisis <laughs> they could be there for literally anything um, they are a, a service that promotes awareness and understanding of mental health because like we said there is a massive stigma around mental health and people can be very ashamed of it and they're just there to promote the fact that it's nothing to be ashamed of and there is always somebody there for you and to help you mm-hmm. um all over the uk and wales they have um local minds which are basically just people in the communities to help people they've drop-in centers employment schemes counseling housing and crisis helplines they have so many so much support out there for anything that can cause you to have mental health issues yeah they've also got like a dedicated section on their website for coronavirus and the mental health because a lot of people are going to be obviously feeling isolated having lots of issues and anxiety but also about you know wearing a mask wearing face coverings and helping people you know their job is kind of help people cope with their mental health and manage their feelings about lockdown because no one's ever really experienced this before so it's very new to everybody and I think that's part of the, the struggle it's like well we've not really done this before so what are we doing yeah, and also people are losing their jobs and everything. They can't afford to pay for housing costs and everything. So it's it's a massive strain on everybody. Um, a lot of people are struggling. So they have um, amazing resources to help people cope and 
just someone to listen to you if you just need to rant and just get it all out um it's amazing so and like I said I just went on and had a read through their website they have people's stories on there of how they've got through mental health issues and it really helps you um so you can go onto their website um which we will link um and if you go to our Instagram page and to our link tree we will have a link there and you can make a donation there but also we have set up a just giving page where you can go on and donate to mind yes we have indeed i think it's very important that we talk about these resources and we share these resources but i think as well action is needed because these guys you know charities work off donations and sometimes Mm -hmm. they get funding if they're lucky but there's not a lot of funding out there at the minute um so my mum used to be kind of a researcher for finding out about and helping charities apply for funding bids so I do have a bit of experience of you know of knowing that charities don't get as much help as they should and they you know charities literally shut down because there aren't enough you know there's not enough support out there so I think our kind of mindset is that we love talking about things and we love sharing things but we want to show some action as well which is why we kind of came up with why don't we put set up a little donation page and just even if we don't hit our goal if we hit a portion of it it just shows that people care and we want to be able to make sure that people are getting the right support that they need and yes we can talk till the cows go home and we actually will talk until the cows come home Um, (laughs) I think it would just be a little bit it would just be something nice that we could add and say look and it wouldn't be a donation from Stefan Tamar it would be a donation from everybody who follows us who interacts with us it would be on on your behalf so if it is something that you guys are interested in if it's something you guys have experience in I mean please 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 donate where you can um and we'd love to hear your thoughts about it as well if if you know anything you want to share we'd absolutely love to to hear from you so you know that our dms are always open as we always say 100% yeah and I think you know we have this platform and it's amazing and we are so grateful to have this and it's not the biggest platform we don't have the biggest amount of followers but to be able to put causes like this out to our followers is so amazing we want to be able to use our platform for good Mm -hmm. Um, and as mental health is something really personal and important to us we thought a good start would be to help out amazing charities that support mental health um so even if you donate a pound you know you're making a difference that's amazing so any donations we will be super super grateful for and we will shout you out and say thank you a million times to anyone that donates any amount of money you don't have to be in the uk to do it um so yeah please go ahead we will put that in our link tree on our our bio as well um and we'll also write the link in the bio of this episode so you can go ahead and give a donation yeah so I think that kind of draws us to uh, a natural close I think it's been a very different vibe today it's not been as upbeat as we usually are (laughs) um but it's a very important thing and something you know like you just said it's something that we felt we have to we feel like we have to talk about and it's something that's very personal to us um Mm -hmm. so if you have listened to this podcast we hope it helped in some way um we we thank you for your support we thank you for for your listening and we we love you we love you guys and we'll be back next we do love you i can't yeah please (laughs) i literally um please give us feedback on what you hope what you thought of the topic of this episode do you want us to chat about it a bit more talk about other things that maybe aren't as um, as much of a walk in the in the daisy field as our normal episodes um yeah so thank you so much for listening guys see you next week
and that's the tea thank you for listening subscribe to our podcast to get all the tea on life as an au pair be sure to follow us over on instagram at au pair tea we'll speak to you next week bye, bye.